July 10th, 2007. It's a WAP from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show, uh, July 10th, 2007 edition, back from tour, well, leg of tour, three weeks, in Euroland, uh, started in England, went to Poland, then to France and then Sweden and back to France and then Greece and then Israel. I got back Sunday night, about 20 hours of flying. And pedaled yesterday kind of easy because the hurt from the uh, slipping outside the Greek theater or Egyptian theater. Remember the brand upon the brain narration? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a trip. Did there was some there was some like vegetable oil, it wasn't motor oil, it wasn't dark, and I slipped and it was on the curb. I could put my hand when I slipped. Went on my hands and my ass, but but they didn't get hurt. My knee tried to hold me up. Uh, so it got sore. And it's slow healing. And, uh, yeah, at Glastonbury, I was very little geisha boy steps there. So, so you've been doing a new stance when you're playing. Has that been working yeah. out for you? Yeah, you got to get up on the mic here, brother. Man. Knees. Yeah, my Johnny Ramone thing. It has been. Step playing, bending my legs. Probably look even more of an asshole. I, I should play, yeah, <laughs> I tell you what we play. We started to show off with Miles Mode by John Coltrane and something live with the Mr. Eric Dolphy with him. And then we played <laughs> this is the title here. Sib of Fun Sib of Fun Sib of Fun Kabuk You Letter S I B a F U N I K A B U L E T A. Say it again. How would you say that? <laughs> how would you, by Kyoko. How, how would you say that? I, I had to see it. See, Bafunica, Funica, blue letter. Exactly. That's it. Thai words get long, don't they? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, maybe this is like that. <laughs> she told me she stopped in Malaysia. Maybe. Do Malaysians talk, kind of? They do talk. <laughs> do you talk black, you guys? I don't know. No? Different? Yeah, it's different. It's not that far, though. I Is know. It next door? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever that is. Uh, those trippy music. And in <laughs> fact, there's some music from there that I'm going to try to put bass to. So I played a little bit for Brother Matt's, about 180 beats a minute. <laughs> So that should be an interesting challenge for me. Um, we're here at the uh, Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point, where Brother Matt says, the heat wave of last week my mom told me I missed was unbeknownst to him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because this universe... is pretty mellow and chill down here on the point. It's like almost island-like. I don't even see the real world behind my back. Yeah. Surrounded by water on three sides. Well, she said she was sweltered <laughs> big time. You know where it really is in the north part? 
like Park Western. And oh, yeah, yeah. I just went down the road to Harbor Rock one day, and, and it was baking, and I told them it was foggy here. Wow. Yeah, so that's how that's extreme like, it was. Three miles, two miles. Yeah. Italia's pad, too, on that mm. It hill. bakes right there. Yeah. So Pedro's made up of different regions. Yeah, there's like five different climates right around here. On the <laughs> I know Pete, too, says up there on 25th and Patton, 27th and Patton. Mm. It can be like 10 degrees cooler. Mm. And also joining us once again is, is Pete. Hi. Welcome back. From Glissell Park. Yes. Uh, you had an adventure with your Mini Cooper? Oh, I do not want to talk about it. <laughs> but she did, because that's how me and Brother Matt know. <laughs> I killed it. Oh. <laughs> the horror. The horror. Um, <laughs> but at least you're all right yourself, your person. Oh, I think so. Did you get some pictures? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought about it. I thought about to do it. that. But luckily, I didn't have a camera with me. All right. Well, it's <laughs> in the boneyard now, right? Well, it's at home. Oh, yeah, it's on. It's on like a really on the brink of life support. So oh, either or. But eventually, you know, make its way to the boneyard. Yeah, we're and like another like, mini Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Organ donors. Yeah. Now Tony Mamoni, a bass player hero of mine, was in Perubu. Has this project there in Brooklyn called Gotcha Bin. I think it's Puerto Rican slang. And gonna play you a song now from uh, Gotcha Bin, bought from Pedro.
Rose swirling, connected bending, upbending. What? His take on the two towns. Bridgeland, Angel Gate, Asia Train, Can Boat, Conduit, East again from where it began, a rusted iron steel smelter, coker port, angle bent, hammered, furnace fed, primer lead, granite, time, early morning. Sailed in no can boat, came off no fishing line, no crab net, no sea lion heart, closed sea. Magnifying, narrowed in faith, light, flaky, disgust, of a snowfall of rust, rust, rust.
Watt from Pedro's show. That was some intense stuff right there. That Epic. was um, Mr. Uh, Omar Farouk Tekbilek. Oh, fuck. Tekbilek. <laughs> uh, T-E-K-B-I-L-E-K. My apologies. Black. Not being able to speak well. Foreign tongues. Words that should... You know, they're spelled out right for you. So, <laughs> Anyway, that was Imaginary Traveler. And before that, we had Pedro to Cleveland by the Book of Knots. That's something that I collaborated on with Tony Mamoni. Tony's got a studio in Brooklyn. What's it called? Say in here? Where is it? Fuck it. <laughs> Didn't I have those CDs? Must I think it's G Studio G, G. <laughs> Okay that was some dead air Sorry <laughs> But uh, I, I want to do him Respect okay Yeah Tony Did this at uh, Oh shit Of course look at Look at the credits They're on little cards uh-huh. Little, look at this Tiny four plate. little cards and magnifier and uh shit um if we wanted you to know it would have been big <laughs> yeah it's probably in here somewhere huh tell us who plays what okay that was a song called Pedro to Cleveland what, what Tony did was he had me, uh, he, he sent me some synthesizer noises, sounds, kind of supposedly to his mind representing his time in Cleveland, in the fleets, the flats, which was the industrial part by them, Lake uh, Erie and the Cuyahoga River, Cayuga, Cuyahoga. Oh no, it caught fire in the 70s, though, it's so foul. Okay. And then from those sounds, he wanted me to do spiel and put bass on. And uh, then I sent it back, and they went and put music on. <laughs> There's just letters J H T M. Oh, T M must be Tony Mamoni, says electric bass. Oh, so I guess my bass got cut. It just says, what? Text narration. <laughs> Some dude was on throat callus, MB, and tape loop. CK was on tape loop, and Wu Fei was on gushing. We've played Wu Fei. Remember? No. Yeah, some trippy-ass long song. I recognize that name, dude. <laughs> yeah. God, what a trip. Yeah, well, anyway, it was done somewhere in Brooklyn. Yeah, Carla Boslich is on this. And uh, the record's called Train Eater. Maybe these are like train tickets, huh? They go inside the CD book. So that was an interesting collaboration, you know? I didn't know what it was going to be made of it. And then we started with his, uh, he's got another thing going with some cats there. He's been getting a lot of that. Called Freakonomics, huh? 
the the long distance. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, just finished Funanori. It's it's getting mixed. In fact, tomorrow, the next day, and third, but in London. <laughs> so I we'll see what that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to sound good, you know. But I've learned uh, with some things. Um, to really get interesting, it, it's good sometimes not to be in charge of it. And you just put in your thing and you let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I don't know, uh, the Rock and the Sphinx. You know, mm-hmm. didn't know it was going to end up like that. Maybe it did. David. I don't know about that. Maybe it did. <laughs> Talking about Egyptian stuff. Uh, I had a few days in Paris, and usually I hoof, okay, and I take snaps as much as I can. And um, but because of slipping outside the Egyptian theater in Hollywood and that brand upon the brain, that was a bad shitter, brother. Man. I was so glad. I, you know what? I got an email from one of the Foley ladies writing the maker guy Madden. And it was really nice what they said about my uh, thing. Yeah. She said she did 30 of them. About 30 of them. She said I was the most. (laughs) 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 But, man, it was, you know, I was seeing it as it was happening. I didn't get to see it ahead of time. And I just fell into it, and I was sensitive. I was really listening to the orchestra. Anyway, back to the point. My knee was hurt, so I couldn't really hoof that much. You know, the sidewalks. And all this, and all the times I've been to Paris, I've got lots of shots outside the Louvre, but not inside, not been in there. So this time I made, I mean, it's so fucking huge, right? But I put maybe, I don't know, nine, ten hours in it. Wow. And still, you know, a lot was lacking. But I saw all the Italian a renaissance, and I didn't run through well because of the hurt, hurt, bum wheel for one thing. But He's I just wanted to keep. There were some, but not a lot. There's like I think I got three floors. Lower ground, ground, first, second, so four floors. But I didn't hit every floor of it. And then there's three big wings: Devon, Sully, Richelieu. So what I did was keep within certain studies. Okay, so first I. I just looked at, you know, I, of course you got to see the Mona Lisa, okay? So I decided I'm going to see Italian Renaissance, since that's part of that. And man, I was just lucky because there's a fucking huge crowd, right? But I was just turning the corner as they opened the gate with a big old line there. And I didn't bum rush. They just said, go. So I was at the head of the thing, and I got to stand at the rail. They got her on a wall, and there's different rooms and stuff. And the room she's in is... Um, got a wall inside the room right in the middle so she's just there with a big thick glass in front of her but even with that thick glass it's still so much different than a picture Um, how is it different well for one thing what struck me that I never seen before I looked at her for like a half hour just steady and that it's good they put her in a wall with nothing around it because nothing competes. It's just her. It's about this maybe three feet high. Right? Okay. It's not the biggest thing. 
they got some biggies in there, the Davids and that stuff. Uh, you know, you can see where Stalin got his uh, socialist realism thing from, because there's political art in those days. Well, I guess it's always been a lot of ways with some stuff, especially big things, maybe with the Egyptians, too. I got to them later, but what I saw in the Mona Lisa, as I was watching her, I just took away all her face mm-hmm. from her, her uh, hair, the background, her nose even, and just her eyes. And they were just like a lot of pictures I got of John Coltrane. She had John Coltrane's eyes. Wow. I never saw that. I mean, I totally, I'm not kidding you, <laughs> my mind. And then he had a portrait, they had a Outside, they had about eight Da Vinci's in a hot in the longer hall, and there's a portrait of Saint John, you know, and it's the same eyes. Yeah. Uh, some people, there's an argument that she's actually a self-portrait of him. <laughs> but what's the trip is, um, right? The Feast of Cana is right behind. So when you turn around, there's this huge ass <laughs> thing that's like, gosh, I don't know, fifty feet. By 30 feet or 20 feet. Wow. I mean, it's giant. He had to have dudes. He sketched it. There are the, what's his name? Some Italian dude. Okay. <laughs> Some of the V. I can't think of it right now. But he sketched it out, but he had to have helpers paint it because they needed the thing quick. It's a big old chow, you know, and then Jesus is in the middle. It's a trip. So it's bizarre. Like size? Yeah, I, I think they are. And it's Italian, so a Renaissance, so it's all yellows and oranges and bright colors. It's really beautiful. So I went all those I could see. I mean, there's a lot of... Those days they had to paint a lot in Old Testament stories and this, you know, a lot of religion. And so there's some tired-ass stories. But because these artists brought their thing to it, man, uh, they weren't so tired, even though the themes... You could feel for all this. There was one was a death of Mary. You don't see this a lot. It's always Jesus is dead. But there was one of death of Mary. There was uh, a lot of things that made me feel. And like I said, I didn't run through it. I, I took my time looking and letting the things work on me. Then I went and uh, I wanted to search for a Bosch. Because I, I remember somewhere that there was at least some and there was one and so I went to the Dutch thing and their Dutch thing ain't that huge Flemish stuff and I found the ship of fools and it was good because there was hardly anybody there worst thing this happened to me a couple days later when I went to Darcy because the Louvre cuts off right before the Impressionists huh? and so all that Monet Manet Renoir Degas all that that's in this other thing where they con- uh, converted a train station. And that was packed, man. And that was a way different, more experience. And they, uh, there was an exhibition going on uh, with about 20 Van Goghs. Uh, if you add it to their collection, they had a lot. They had two of the self-portraits, the one with all the different colors. They look like almost face scruff. It's really trippy. You know, Vincent's stuff is so beautiful. Beautiful guys. He's got one portrait of a friend where he's got the folds in the eyes, not in the corners. He's got them at the tops of the eyelids. And it made such a... 
He was Econo with the strokes. Yeah, the gobs. But even if he wasn't gobbing, he was Econo with the strokes. He only used enough strokes. It's like a good blues lick or something. Not so much a fusion thing. You know? It's just the right amount of notes, man. Vincent. Kind. And then some Picasso's before he was the QB kind of thing. A whole bunch of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm ignorant a lot about art. I'm still trying to learn a lot about it. But to witness this stuff up there. But back to the Louvre trip. After... Bosch, I went and uh, I saw the big uh, French stuff, like the raft of the Mazdusa, all them dudes on that raft that's singing. You've seen it, Liberty, right? There's a, she's got the French flag and the boys next to her with the things, business. Her shirt's off, and uh, Napoleon crowning himself, and uh, really intense stuff, man. I mean, gigantic. But just something about Dante, uh, Delacroix doing uh, Dante and Virgil in the, the boat with Chara. And that was that, that was wild. Then I went over to Egypt part, and they got huge Egypt things. And seeing all that, you know, a lot of the burying things uh, and monuments and all this, uh, just their hieroglyphs. Wow. I was just caught up in all that, the funeraries and <laughs> weird, trippy. And then I went, uh, saw the Greek and Roman sculptures, uh, the Wing Victory, uh, uh, Venus de Milo, which is actually Aphrodite. There's no arms. Right? Victory's got no head. <laughs> I broke off. They weren't made that way. But. And their stuff is be- uh, beautiful, too, the... Incredible, the, the three fates, uh, some wild stuff. Even some of those bosses had Caesars and stuff. It just incredible. And then I finished up with Islam art, which was not a lot of faces. It was more uh, designs, uh, geometric things, and tile and rug. And because it was a, a Friday, it stays open later. And uh, then uh, I went and saw Jim Morrison's grave. I don't go to any graves, you know. I remember one time with Jay, we went and somebody pointed us to the wrong graveyard. <laughs> you know, so it was fruitless on that or something. But whatever, I found out the real one, and my friend uh, Doug Rock and my doctor friend in Memphis was in town and we went there and it was the 36th uh, anniversary of him dying so they had uh, we were there about it was raining pretty intense that's why that day is when I went to the Darcy uh, Museum because the rain was so heavy and it kind of let up some and it's in the more eastern part of town we used the metro it's really great this uh, underground train thing they got there and uh, there's about 20 people when we were there I was Singing some of his songs and stuff, people <laughs> looking at me. You know. There are pictures, there was incense burning. And kind of a simple thing. I guess there used to be a bus to him, but somebody stole it, and there was cops guarding and stuff. And uh, 
day before was a lot of sun, and I went to the top of the Eiffel Tower, and I got vertigo. It was kind of scary for me, but the view there, I mean, the Sacre Coeur Church, you know, doesn't even look like it's on a hill. It's intense. Go up one elevator at an angle, story one, and then get to the middle section when takes you up to the top, and you can look through windows or get on top of that, and it's all caged in, and kind of had to have my back on the bulkhead because it's vertigo kind of scary but you see everything oh man and then I got my nerve up halfway uh, going down where that other elevator is before the angle I walked down a pillar the stairs and they got the switchbacks and they're all caged in and I just held the rail and uh, that was (laughs) And another adventure was uh, Notre Dame. I spent a lot of time inside, but it was too crowded. There's a lot of tourists, and the sun was out bright. And so, but I spent all the time on the outside where people weren't really looking, you know, them gargoyles and quasi-motors uh, and all those kinds, yeah, flying buttresses, just the way that thing is made up. And, and that's on an island called City. It's in the middle of the Seine there. And uh, there was a big market just of birds, uh, parrots and parakeet cockatoos all these exotic things wild colors orange yellow with big white rings around their eyes it was a trip so I just got into the stuff like that you know I just took my time and didn't try to cover as much ground as maybe I usually would want so but it was uh, intense and then the Paris gig itself was pretty wild played like some Palais de Sports was like some marina thing and uh, and the French folks really dig Les Stooges man and Iggy was giving it all well intense gig it's really they all were they were all really good the one in England well, there was two in England there was one in uh, London across the river from what everybody knows Southwark, I think they call it, and uh, that was the first one. I was scared more than any of the other ones there. I was scared out of all of them, but this one especially because it's the first, always the first one of the run. It's hard. Is it tired? We're at ten minutes. Sorry to spiel so much, but <laughs> folks want to know this. And uh, and it was weird too, man. It was a. Uh, all seats in that big angle like almost like an IMAX theater fucking thing and I mean a lot of this is in my uh, tour spiel on the who page yeah uh, I remember but it was a trip no this was our it was part of a thing a festival but it was uh, not all in one night it's a bunch of nights and some man who introduced us uh, tall man England man though and uh he curated it. So it's sort of like the Altamar party, uh-huh. but it's called Meltdown. And there was only a band before us, a lady named Scout, and a drummer, England, young English people. And um, the thing about the gig, though, was kind of after the, the paper, some rag, you know, city thing or whatever, Fleet, Fleet Street, right? Uh, said we were all old and shit. Said I was using the amps to prop myself up, and I was a gray beard. 
all this whatever, you know. Alvin Jones played, you know, up to two weeks before he died, right? 75. What the fuck? You're supposed to stop? And this guy said he said the Saw the Stooges in the old days, so he must be old too. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Was he still got to stop writing? Yeah, the question is not how old you are, the question is do you rock? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Okay, but the Glastonbury was a different thing. Now, that was a big festival, and there was a lot of bands, and a lot of their bands, not a lot of U.S. bands, a lot of England. And it was a thing in the 70, from the 70s that was like a hippie festival. So they had a lot of things going on. But it was raining like crazy, and the mud was like intense. And I didn't have big boots, and I, so I couldn't really see any bands. Uh... I was scared of slipping and hurt my knee. My knee was really swollen there. And but the gig was wild. You know, the stage part where they gas people come on with us and no fun and real cool time. It first love was like I thought it was gonna be all tiny, you know, and some guy band comes up with their banner and posts it out, it's like, oh man. But then all of a sudden a something popped and there was like a couple hundred people on this and they're all muddy. Hugging on me and band kisses, a lot of <coughs> Flintstone. I'm not shaving now, and obviously a couple, a lot of them weren't shaving either. One lady tried to kiss me, grab my head. You know, I'm playing, so I can't. You know, be kissing people. No, I can't guard my head. Sort of like people spit and you're singing, and you can't. They go in your mouth. Uh. So I'm playing, so she's grabbing my head and turning it on her, and the, the tongue's going on me. I wouldn't open my mouth, though. <laughs> now, the guys, they don't do that shit. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but I got real muddy all over. I'm in a hug. It didn't matter. This bass guy all full of mud. The mud was on the strings. The little bass was all... And... Uh, the, Chris, you know, helper man guy with us, a beautiful man from Detroit. He cleaned her all up. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it, when I went to tune her after no fun, I mean, it was just hunks of mud hanging on her. <laughs> mud all over. Like, there was no more tone in the string. It was boom. <laughs> and uh, we took a plane. We didn't do a commercial thing. We had to take a private plane. So there was a couple flights of that on this tour to Poland. Right after, and I was all muddy, you know. So I didn't want to get that nice jet. It was like a falcon to salt. And he's, you know, take all that. And uh, so I put on the gym bay. I got the gym bay in the mail a week or two before the tour, and it ended up being righteous tour clothes. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, you know, I wore the boiler suit at the gigs, but when I wasn't playing the gigs, I uh, Poland, you know, it was my first time there, and the first uh, the town we played was actually not that wrecked. It was close to Germany, and I think it even belonged to them. They trade because uh, a border thing. Lithuanian borders. Yeah, and so it was like old days more, but Warsaw was hardly anything left. I think ninety nine out of ten buildings. Oh, I went wow. to the Uprising Museum and. Intense. Uh, the communists built a big culture palace in the middle of town, and there's not really a lot of hills. 
you see the whole thing from the top. I went at the top of that. These cats, Agnes and Waka, went in Wocha. Wocha. Or Voja. Their W's are like V's. Yeah, Warsaw is really Vashava. <laughs> Their thing is uh, not like it's spelled, you know. But um, a lot of the history, some sadness, you know. But in some ways, uh, resilient people, survival. And, and, and a lot of things mixed because they're in between all this stuff. So a lot of things came. It was an interesting thing for me to see the town. I wish I could have spent some more time with them. Uh, them. Beautiful. And them too, uh, people. It's really neat. I'd, I'd like to go back. You know, all these lands, even the ones I've been to a lot, man, you just never get it all in. And then um, back to France, did the uh, so first time I, I, I skipped that, but uh, played uh, Blah. <laughs> yeah, B O L I S. Okay, Blah. And it was uh, 10 Kings lived there. And they, me and Steve McKay got given a tour. We got to see this thing. It was different wings of it built in different regimes. And uh, we actually played in the courtyard. They took us to a room where uh, De Guise and his brother, who was a cardinal at the time, were murdered. And the whole deal between that with Henry II kind of had his guards do it. You know, wait until he was on the deck and then uh, touched him in the face with the sword. And, well, you look bigger dead, you know. This guy was... Quite a dandy. I mean, they're all dandies, but this was dandier. But there were some Italian wives, some Medici's married into some of these families, and so there's the arts brought in. It's pretty wild ass. So this castle was neat. It wasn't so much like a military. It was a king house, you know. And I guess there was a real, this was in the 1500s. There's a lot of wars um, over religion, Protestant and Catholic, and so maybe they uh, wanted to be out of parish. So by there was a thing. So that was an interesting uh, pad to be on, just from like, whoa, I've never been to something like this. Uh, and then uh, Greece, a third time in Athens, and it was a baseball field built for the Olympics. Oh. Don't get used much, you know, Greece. You know, <laughs> dudes don't play baseball. Hmm. So it's this kind of deserted, deserted thing. It used to be a former airport before the Olympics because they built a new one of them for that. Uh, it got hit last song of the thing it gets hit with a ice a bottle of water that's been iced so it hits him above the left eye and busts it open like a boxer blood everywhere but he did the song he said fuck it you can't kill me I'm immortal oh man (laughs) yeah he's great man I mean, the Greek dudes were happening, okay? There's a lot of shit getting... I got hit with a few lighters and shit. I dodged most of the stuff flying up. I could see it. You know, even though I'm watching him, most of the shit's flying at him. So it's kind of easy to keep track of the shit. It wasn't really directed at me. So, and they were really digging it, too. It was just their way. Money Mark wrote me an email a couple weeks before they played there in a full-on riot. I think it was a war between security things or something, and like machetes and torches and shit, and cars got burned. We didn't have anything like that. Wow. Uh, and the Greek Greek people are really great to play for. All these, all these audiences incredible. Really dry, hot. In fact, so sweaty still because the temperature. But like the Mojave here, you know. So when you sweated, it would just dry it out. Uh, you know. And then the last gig was Israel, Tel Aviv, and first time for me there. And it was nothing like I 
thought because of the television and all this. And it's right on the beach there, Mediterranean Sea. Uh, the night before the gig, I saw Steve McKay play with three Israeli musicians in Jaffa. Trippiest club. It was in a parking structure. Bottom of the parking structure next to some old man karaoke bar. Yeah. But it was excellent acoustics and stuff, and like a, almost like a school thing, uh, avant-garde music. Oh, yeah, we're coming up. Well, I should be old enough here. P uh, Peak brought some music, so we'll play that uh, next hour. This is in the first hour of the Watford Pedro Show, July 10th, 2007 edition. Hope tight for hour two. July 10th, 2007. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
Alexandra Hope with Numbers. We had Rush by the Girls. Not the Girls by Pete's favorite band, Rush. <laughs> okay. Now, what's the story with Rush? What is the story with Rush? I love them. <laughs> As I got into music uh, 20 years ago. Is it 20 years ago? Yeah. It was Rush's fault. Yes, that's how it all started to go downhill. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I just always... Give up on them? I, I, no, well, no. Um, yeah, I, but, but I do make a point of bringing them up because they are on tour now, and I'm just ex- go excited. Yes, as many as I can, as many yeah. shows as I can. <laughs> Who's your favorite one in the band? Um... You know, everybody has different attribute attributes. So, um, you like them all. The yeah, same for different reasons. Exactly, and I guess that's. I got to meet one of them. Alex, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, he's the I one that on you tour with people would meet. Yeah. Is that Vinny Vegas? Let me look. This <laughs> your talk. Yeah, you see, usually when you hear the dingle like that, it's what peddling by in the morning. Oh. But this is the afternoon, so the dingles. He comes the dingles by. totally out of place, yeah. You actually wake up to hear that sometimes, early? Sometimes I'll, yeah. I'll hear the dingle cruising by in the morning. <laughs> Nobody's the out there. No? Maybe but, we were hearing things. One time I was in Tijuana, and, and the guy who cooks the hot dogs with the bacon had a little dingler on it. And I was walking, I thought it was. Coming up behind me on the bike. Ah, uh, into you, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get a new bell because uh, I took a spill. 
right before this leg of touring, took the boat in to get her oil switched. And uh, PCH is not a bike friendly oh, route there in Lomas. And there was, uh, I don't know, the gutters were filled there, washing or whatever, and so slime was built up in it. Maybe it rained the night before. And I slid up. And I jumped off, instinctively, I jumped off the bike to the sidewalk. Because the cars are right on you. It's narrow. And I froze for a sec. I didn't pull the bike off with me, up with me. And somebody hit it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mashed the bell. Just yeah. got a new bell now. Mashed the gear changer, but it's still workable. Yeah, it's fucked up. Sad. But she's still in the race. <laughs> so, look, look, let's get back to this rush. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I wasn't prepared to talk just about them. strongly for them now than you did then. Well, some things you grow out of. Sure, but you know, right now I just respect them for virtual. Well, a virtue, sorry. Um, you know, like some people are still rocking, and <laughs> gotta give them for that. And and uh, I respect, you know, sometimes bands over the time they change directions and and um, you know style of music and I think they've changed a lot I'm, I regret to say that I haven't heard the new album but um, I How heard seen I've seen them maybe five six times um, I saw them once in the 70s because my buddy Tony was into them a lot someone said that was and it was an opera um, it, it was Vinnie Vegas Vinnie Vegas hello right. <laughs> that was Hi. you jingling yeah it's jingling Vinnie's <laughs> Pink Pink Vinnie hi nice to meet you Cash had the Tennessee too. That's three. Rock trio, I thought. Well, not rock trio. Yeah, and you know what? Um, Les Paul told me about having a trio behind Bing Crosby. He ran the trio for Bing Crosby. 
There's your rock. Trios go back. I think Nat King Cole had a trio. I mean, trios go back. I saw Tony Bennett with uh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s drummer and a piano player. Speaking of trios, what do you call the middleman? The middleman? Lucky Pierre. <laughs> Socket man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, and we started off the second hour with I Feel the Miles by Amelia June. Now, you picked that, Pete. Yeah. It didn't sound like Rush. <laughs> I, went, I went for the anti rock. Um, yeah, singer songwriter. So Rush is the pro rock. Yeah. Amelia is anti rock? <laughs> Where's she from? I'm just kidding. She's from here. She's going to school in uh, the East Coast. Of, um, uh, we became friends over. Um, a recording session that uh, another friend invited me over to take picture of her uh, recording, and um, I just um, fell in love with her her vibe, her song. It just her. She's like the sweetest twenty one year. She just turned twenty one, and she's have all this fire about music and just the love yeah. of arts and photography, and it's just she's just the most adorable <laughs> um, person I've met lately. So. Um, and then that's and yeah, and that song is actually you know one of my favorites of hers, and it's uh, um, yeah, and well, I listen to it when I feel sad, and somehow that's uh, that's very helpful. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, you know, back to was, on the Fourth of July, I was in Athens. Yeah. And there's a Peruvian song called Chinese Radiation made me really sad. I thought of Dee Boone a lot. Because mm. I remember us seeing them in the 70s when they first came to play the whiskey. They played that song and I, I hadn't heard it for a long time. I remember talking to Tony about it on that phone interview. But then, because of the way uh, the iPod's alphabetical, the Chinese radiation was right next to Chimes of Freedom, Bob Dylan. <laughs> so I played that, and that, I hadn't heard that since a long time. And it's so weird of a song. You know, in a way. And, the, and, and I had good memory in a way. I had a good one of that one, too. But it's head, when I think of Dee Boone, sometimes it gets really heavy. And that song is weird. The way they bring in all the people clapping, you know what I mean? This song? Have you ever heard this? No. Actually, the album, I think it's 31 years old now. Wow. It's called The Modern Dance. Mm. I remember that album. It was a trip, you know? I think it was like uh, the same week Boston came out or something. <laughs> Marquee Moon, too. Maybe it was a little after that. Marquee Moon for sure was the same month. The television album. And these guys sitting in little chairs next to these tiny fender amps. And then there's this, I guess, the city on the back of a guitar spaceship flying. Is that the Boston album cover? Oh, yeah. Right? It's, like, <laughs> it's the UFO or whatever. It's like the city of Boston on the back of a guitar that's turned into a UFO spaceship. <laughs> there was a lot of that. I think it yellows was like spaceships. And Journey had like a cherub. Yeah. Spaceship. <laughs> that was a bad period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for the spin cycle, brother Matt. Yeah, brother Matt. I drifted away. 
and acacia beans, cactus, fruit, and flowers. Stepping off the page, 20th cluster is Baby, 
she can't go. He is there. He is here. She can't go. He is there. by Delilah and for that we had Cat Power with It's Alright to Fall uh, Nag Champa ahead of that with from the band Brother Man Dude Vinny's got a band called It's Raining Men no but I wanted to everyone shut it down it's oh. like I gotta do it well he had he had Dreams of and I wanted to spell it, you know, R E I G H I N G. That's the big league. Yeah. Okay, and then um, we had Home and Garden with Monkey Town, and all that was after Brother Matt Spinsuck, a very good spinach, Brother Matt. Much respect. Home and Garden was Scott Krause, the drummer of Peru Ubu's band, with his son singing. So you know, punk is old. <laughs> And your boy is the lead singer. And Rick Agnew's and kid. And not a teenager, okay? Rick Agnew's kid played at Harold's the, on uh, the 4th or the 5th. Is that right? Yeah. Rick was in that uh, adolescence with his brother Jeff. Yeah, I, uh, I think his brother, he had a brother Frank. Frank. Yeah, yeah. Frank Agnew. And there's another one too. Rick Agnew. Another Agnew that was Tony. in Kadena. And Steve Soto. Please and Casey. Royer. Who made his own band? Di, right, with another Agnew. That's right. That was in the adolescence. That's uh, the right. Third another Agnew, brother, the whole Florida Alfie or something. Yeah. I think that's where they were from. Florida yeah, or County. something. Yeah. Okay, we have another Orange County by the water, the one by Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, the, the inland. Okay, that's the end of the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Hold tight for uh, July 10, 2007 edition. Hold tight for hour three. July 10, 2007. It's the third hour of the Whack from Pedro show, and here's part two. Now, I'm sorry, the last two weeks I didn't have it with me in Europe, so there's a gap between part one and part two of two weeks. <laughs> Jack is Not back. two weeks, two shows, because it's actually more than two weeks. I can only do it when I get to it. So here's part two of Jack Flanders' Tropical Hot Dog Night. If that fog turns out to be a giant jellyfish, then what? Ow, ow! And those things can sting. Oh, Dominique, don't worry. It's not going to eat you. How do you know? It'll eat us and then use you as a toothpick. <laughs> oh, your skinny jokes are so clever. <laughs> Jack, if we have to leave, can we sail out of here tonight? Oh, I'd rather not. Why don't we leave now? Well, don't you want to see what's here? Oh, she doesn't want to wind up as a toothpick. Oh, Jack. <laughs> All right, look. If this fog is as weird as Mojo feels it is, we'll just retreat to the boat. We don't want to get separated. Well, I just happen to have come prepared. See what I have here. Are those the walkie-talkies we had on the ghost island? All powered up and ready to go. Ah, well, look, why don't we just split up? Claudine and I will check out this end of town, and you and Dominique can check out the other end. Sounds good. But keep in contact, all right? Will do. Yeah, we'll see you later. You know, I'm beginning to feel maybe we should have set out of here before it got dark. Because the monster may get you? 
Listen, I don't want to fool with it, not if it can fool with me. Are you afraid of your shadow, Mojo? If I've learned anything, is never turn your back on your shadow. Or are you afraid of the monster that may be lurking within the Mojo? Ah, uh, I know. <laughs> You're just trying to get even because I was making fun of you when you were so scared back on the coast island. You were very crude. Oh, I didn't mean to be. But you were. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I was very hurt. Well, okay, I'm sorry about that. Is that an apology? Hmm. Yes, it is. Well then, your apology, I do not accept. Oh. What do I have to do? Grovel. What? Let me see you grovel. Oh, man. Come on, come on, grovel. Don't you know how to grovel? My mama used to say, Mojo, your ancestors did enough groveling, so don't you ever grovel. You're forgiven. Mojo. I'm here. See anything odd? <laughs> I've never been here before, so I don't know what's odd and what's not. I mean, have you sensed anything? Hmm. I got the feeling people here are anticipating, expecting something. Have you noticed that there are people who are dressed rather, you know, retro? Dressed retro? Yeah, sort of 40s fashion. Hmm. I wondered about that. I didn't notice it earlier. There's a cafe across the street. I'm going to find someone to talk to. Who was that? I guess we're stopping at a cafe. Okay, keep in touch. I'll, I'll check in later. Ciao. Salut. Claudine, Mojo has the feeling people are anticipating something. Do you feel anything is wrong? It's not that I feel something is wrong here. I, I feel something is wrong with me. Oh. Do you want to leave? No. Why would I want to leave? Well, I thought you weren't feeling well. That is not what I said. Okay, okay. Oh, Jack. I'm sorry. I, I'm all right. Y you're sure? Yes. Oh, there's a bookshop. Let's see what they have. Hmm. Johnny Sevens. The Private Eye. New and used books and DVDs. Hmm. Have you worked here long? Uh, less than a year. You're from the States? That's right. Where? Chicago. Uh, I'll get you drinks. <sighs> this seems like a, a nice place to live. But something isn't right. Maybe this is paradise. And we're so jaded, we can't see it. Is this paradise? Well... If you find a nice place with nice weather and nice people, and they're happy, man, that's paradise. Mojo, are you forgetting that this place has a monster? Here you go, iced tea and your cappuccino. What is your name? Danny. What do you do here at night? I play. What do you play? I play at having fun. I've been noticing people showing up all dressed like uh, out of some other time. It cools down at night and people like to dress up. But why do they look like they stepped out of some 1940s movie? Stay around. You'll see. If you need anything more, just wave. Stay around. You'll see. What will we see? I guess we'll see. Looking for something special? Oh, no. Just browsing. I'm Johnny. Johnny Seven. Jack Flanders, if Good to meet you. Are all the books you have only detective stories? Crime, mystery, cops and robbers, spies and swindlers, heists and scams, gamblers and gold diggers, and suckers waiting to be fleeced. Is there much of a demand for that here? There is. And you rent videos too? That's right. I got the best selection in the Caribbean and in the Caribbean. Jack, have you seen what they have here? No. Uh, let's see. Wow. 
I have never seen such a complete collection of film noir. Are they all in black and white? Just about all. That's how they made them. Without color. No color, but beautiful shadows and light. You know, I didn't know they had re-released so many of these old 40s and 50s film noir. They're favored around here. Apparently. Do you not carry other films? Like what? Les Enfants Terribles. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Oh, that's a great film. And it is black and white. Yeah. But I got laid dead in kids. <laughs> Dead in kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is not the same as Les Enfants Terribles. Suit yourself, sister. <laughs> sister? He called me sister. Well, Mr. Seven is speaking in the vernacular of the idiom. <laughs> sister. Well, at least he didn't call you doll. Do I look like a doll? Oh, depends. Well, this doll is ready to leave. Whatever you say, sweetheart. Jack, you there? Oh, hang on, it's it's Mojo. Ah, uh, yeah. What's up? The fog is just starting to creep in. Anything happening? Not that I can tell, but it's kind of strange stuff. What do you mean? It just feels a little different. Where are you? Claudine and I are in a bookstore. It's called The Private Eye, and the proprietor's name is. Are you ready? Johnny Seven. <laughs> Johnny Seven? <laughs> the bookstore is all mysteries, cops and robbers, hard-boiled detectives, that sort of thing. Where are you? Well, we're sitting out here at a sidewalk cafe. The fat pink pussycat. <laughs> Mojo, say that again. <laughs> the fat pink pussycat? Why, did I say it funny? No. <laughs> I'm just imagining you leaning against a sign that actually says the fat pink pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was Dominique that wanted to stop here, not me. So, um, nothing's happening? Well, it seemed like, you know, a normal kind of tourist place. And then I started noticing people seem a little distracted, like they were expecting something. Hmm. But there's really no change. Well, Dominique got one of the waiters talking about living here. He wasn't saying much, but when the fog started creeping in, he started opening up.
Watt from Pedro Show. Okay, we start the third hour off with part two of Jack Flanders and Tropical Hot Dog Night. Jack, another adventure. Then we went to position normal with cardboard. Then uh, River Gergagarian with 17 eights. That was a drummer, Jer. Oh, yeah. Just joining us now is uh, Jerry Trebitich, original Sucking Men drummer. Hi, Dio. But before that, he was a Madonna Bee, uh, not original drummer, but somebody that helped me out in a time of need. And then he helped me out with Tom Watson in the John and Terry show. That too. And I think that was his first national tour. Yeah. You're really thumping the mic there, Battleship. <laughs> so maybe back up a little. I'm like nine feet from the mic. Yeah, well, you got okay, it all hot. Like I don't know what man. you're doing over there. Because Peek has got a tiny voice. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> she was all shamed. I'm a loud mouth. I her, get it. Uh, her previous appearance, right, Peek? <laughs> yeah. She said she heard the show and was astonished by her bigness. <laughs> and our tidiness. in the background. Uh, right. Hey, she was hey. all up front and center. Can I, now, can I remind you you're going to tell me something about photography or something? Yeah? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, you were going to talk about something that, uh, when we checked that out, you said you were going to talk about some photography. Oh, we were talking because they used one of my pictures from paddling. For what, what is that? The year yes, the, the, the graduation program. Graduation thing. Yeah. Uh, they used one of my shots of the Angel Gate Lighthouse, which is automated now. But uh, it was Raymond's birthday on Bloomsday. So it went to some ponies, and after that, there was a chow. You know, the art world is a different dynamic, you know. You have these like patron people, right? Folks who've made a lot of money, and now they wanted to collect art. And uh, this cat from Michigan, he lives out here now, tall man named Tom, he took us to Chow. And Raymond starts telling him about my pictures. So, uh, you know, send me some mic, you know. So I floated to him. Sun rises, you know, and it's. And now he's got galleries at the a gallery at the Bergamot station. You know this oh, in yeah. Santa Monica. Yeah. The old train station. He wants me to have a show. Oh right. Of awesome. my. Of my yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just point the camera and click it. Man, Lots of pelicans. Of pelicans, sunrises, all that. That's why I float them. Okay, yeah, my morning, morning shit. Morning right? harbor stuff. And he got. He's in it. Whatever. We'll Glenn see Friedman what comes of that. If you want to know about that, Pink. Now, Pink, you picked a song we're going to play next by a band called the Budos Band. It's called T-I-B-W-F. Now, for, first off, what does Budos Band mean? Is there a guy named Budo? I don't think so. I just met this guy um, last weekend. In yeah? A, um, went to see him play in San Francisco. And just like the vibe. I don't know much about them. They're from uh, the East Coast. Staten Island. Staten Island? Staten Island. That's where they used to put all the garbage <laughs> yeah. from Manhattan. Yeah, for it. Now it's uh, a lot of law info. Yeah. Look, the peepa makes noise when you slam there on the mic, okay? No. 
Jared, not to be heavy on you. Foley. <laughs> I got the. Uh, yeah, Where's the my doily? <laughs> Don't I usually get a doily right here? Look, you got to calm down the battleship voice. It's my special there. doily. You're booming out the mic. Monogrammed. Right. Then you, you, you got your mouth full. Rawls it's hard up. to talk. Yeah. No, just be a little calm. It's okay. okay. You can shout it. It'll be fine dynamic. <laughs> but so you don't know what this TIBWF means then? No, I haven't researched. Okay. So uh, we're going to play it too. I mean, you get the pictures, right? You guys get the flow in the email? Yeah. I don't see it hanging <laughs> up on your walls. <laughs> I printed one. You took a close-up of a seagull. Like, the head was, like, right there. That was in Seattle. Yeah, he came right up to me in the window. Printed that one hangs at work? Yeah. That was a trip. Just came right up on me like that. I didn't know if he had a zoom or something. No, it was right on me. Wow. With Chow, waiting for the Chow after the gig at... uh, It was a convention center between... they, They built a football and a baseball now in Seattle next to each other. And this was a convention center right in between. Yeah, they imploded the old thing. It looked like a giant Mac burger or whatever. Puck. (laughs) They imploded that thing and they built these new... And it's got retractable, I think the largest retractable roofs. I think it's partially kind of like Dallas. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was told. It was an intense gig, you know. It was like this convention center, sort of like the uh, uh, Tel Aviv gig where you're playing a big empty box. And there was a big aluminum pole on the side. And, you know, Ig, they had curtains, like, kind of channeling it off, and he was bumming on this. So he pulls out this big old pipe. Now, it was hollow and aluminum, you know. But it was like 20 feet, uh, no, maybe about 13 feet high, 12 feet high. And so he's, I mean, it looked like... Hollywood or something, you know, to see this man with this giant pole and swinging it like that. How? Because it was hollow and aluminum. But I mean, to see that was like, man, what is this guy, Hercules? <laughs> it was an intense moment. And it was all just Im- impromptu on the moment like that. And that, was a, that was a wild gig. That was the last gig of the U.S. tour. Um, so, Budo's band. Yes. <laughs> so where'd you see him? In San Francisco? Yeah. Where? The Boom Boom Room. Oh, yeah. Uh, the ten guys in the band. Um, Damn. Three on horns and one on keys and congas and I played the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, is that you know? I think well, so. I don't know you did. You were at um, Red Devil's. Lounge there and the Elbow Room. And I played Church. a lot of pads up there with Banyan that I don't usually play. Ah. It's Willie conjures yeah. that up somehow. <laughs> Last Banyan gig I did was uh, at John Anson Ford Theater. It's an outdoor thing by the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, I've yeah. been there before. And, uh, That's a cool place. Yeah, one time I did a gig there with the Minuteman. No, with Firehose. And Mel Torme was at the bowl and said we were too loud. So <laughs> made a stop. And Uh-oh. Gary Tovar was a Golden Boy show. He hands me a 12-string guitar. He says, because kids started yelling and screaming because no more music. He says, you keep these kids quiet. I can't really play that well a guitar, you know. Yeah, he's got 12 but strings. I went for it. Yeah, he's got 12 <laughs> strings. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I went for it, and me and Edward just... Shine the finger George, pick yeah, on that one. Georgie, I think, played uh, Alabama Sausage Whistle. 
<laughs> mm, love that sausage. <laughs> and somehow we got through the gig. I think it was with the meat puppets. Yeah. It was a while ago. New meat puppets are back. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. They yeah. F- yeah. They found the missing brother. Because <laughs> they missing. Everybody know where he well, was. Jail. I, I just heard, jail. I, He's doing really well. Yeah. They, got, they only have a boss from on drums. They have a cat from New York named Ted, but he does a pretty good boss. Oh, really? So it's not the original guys, but the two brothers. Hey, who here. are you playing with? I'm playing right now with a band called Fat 20 here in Pedro with a couple friends. My friend Ed Reese used to be in uh, Vent, local yeah. punk rock band around Marty here. Marty Katz. Marty Katz and Ed. But Marty's in New Orleans. I he must have moved out of town. I haven't seen him in a long time. No, he called me from there. Is he living there? Yeah. Oh, okay. About okay. a year now. I haven't seen him in a while. I used to do He's all the punk rock shows around here. He's putting them on. He's doing them down there? Yeah. Shim Sham. <laughs> Total. You know, remember Shim Sham? The morgue. So you're just doing Fat 20. You're not no, playing no, with No, no, I started playing with Adam what Gaxiola. About the family, uh, no, no, no. I started family. playing uh, in a band with Adam Gaxiola. What's that? Uh, 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 Adam is a crane operator who has yeah. a practice pad next to mine. Up right next door to you, yeah. And I'm playing with him and his uh, his bass player from uh, Chingus Dominguez, Char and uh, Che. I'm sorry, Che is a Char. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, right now he's calling it um, Beacon Street Orchestra. So I'm trying to get rid of that. I don't really like it. Why? I don't know. I'm, it, it, Beacon it Street's an old famous yeah, street it's here in Pedro. It's a, it's like it used old, to be actually the most west street. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it when it was dirt. Like, nobody lived up here. This was like the hill. No, it was like a rancho up here. But, yeah, nobody but, was up here. But in the old out. days, that's where all the Nanny's bars grandpa, were. grandpa, the Roland girls, yeah. their grandpa was one of the first cats to build a house up here. So he had, like, he had the, the land and he had the view. He probably yeah. found a nice yeah. little spot up there. But so the whole town used to be Beacon and then to the water. Sam's Alhambra used to be in so, Beacon Town. Uh, Beacon Street now... Uh, it's got the old post office. It's got the uh, Elks Club, which is a halfway home. City Hall. It's got a. It's got. It's got the, the old city hall, right? Beacon House, yeah. which yeah. is a halfway house. Right. For, yeah. All the Seaman yeah. Centers were there, and most of those have been converted to halfway houses. It's got awesome. the oldest yeah. water fountain in San Pedro. Yeah, they found it, and they put it back up. Right. Where was it drinking hiding? Water. They had they it under some it. rubble stuff. Oh no, kidding! It was really important because. There was no hardly any fresh water in Pedro uh, because the way we were situated. Wilmington had it all, but it didn't reach here, so there was a lot of barracho. So Beacon get, Street was a was the bar strip down there during the war days, and that's where a lot of the yeah, sailors would get into their yeah, fights. The on the yeah, it was pretty crazy. During the war, it was averaging a murder a night. It was yeah. the most dangerous city in the country, if you can believe <laughs> the that. The sailors killing each other down there, Navy, yeah, Army, mainly, they didn't get along. No, mainly it was merchant marine. Yeah, but there was also a lot of regular Navy was here. more in uh, Terminal Island. Over here was more merchant marine. Well, That's why also, there's there's big, an army base right here as well, you know. Yeah, so. I know, but the, the 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 sailor thing was more merchant. That's why you see that memorial there. Yeah, which I think is one of the greatest memorials. The guy's coming down a rope to save the other guy. Now, what, what, you, what about the big would, gun? Which, yeah, whoever brought that <laughs> fucking thing? Here, What's dude? a gun have to do? Fuck, like I don't know. You know. Hey, but look, here's an important question: Which guy would you rather be in that memorial? The guy going up the ladder because I'm getting out of the water. I don't know. I mean, I want. What's the you other? Want to be the, the guy coming down to get him? I'd like to be the guy getting because I, I I would have this sense of life. You would like to living. be the guy getting it. <laughs> <laughs>
Moskwa! Wielkie dzięki! Moskwa na przystanku Woodstock!
That song there, that was uh, Bill, Bill Laswell and King Tubby doing Procession. African dub version. Yeah, the African dub version. What's the other version? I don't know. <laughs> Julie Andrews. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. I just liked it, so I brought it. Judy Garland. Yeah. <laughs> Show tunes. Yeah. <laughs> One time I played a gig. It was a Banyan gig at the Troubadour, and it was opening up for a band that Bill Laswell was in. I think it was Buckethead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who was it? Praxis or something? Praxis. Oh, I remember that. An and amazing he kind of had a good gig, and there. they got all barracho, I remember. What was the freaky thing was, not all of them, but the DJ guy did, and he destroyed all his equipment, but, but <laughs> the freakiest thing about that gig was... Buckethead, you know, wears this little like New Orleans porcelain mask, you know, yeah. with the bucket head. Yeah, the, it's Jason, little, I think. Ch- uh, chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah, backpack. See. Yeah, it's about the <laughs> seven inch little girl pink thing. Yeah. But and, and you know, he kind of does the Steve Vai thing. Excellent musician guy, you know, tall man. But somehow the the mask came off. And he freaked out. He, he carries one nunchucks too. He moved <laughs> out the nunchucks and just went after his amp. 
And I'm seeing him throw this huge fit. You know, I felt bad for him. I look, you know, we're up in the thing. We got done playing. I'm looking down in the crowd. And I see some dude with the mask on. <laughs> it gets being passed around and then some dude has it on. And I know it, that fucking what a freak pocket head out to see that. Because it's like, almost like... Wow. Santo? Yeah, the wrestling can't yeah, get the mask off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> That's a Friday the 13th mask, okay. I think. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Hey, Bootsy wasn't playing with him that night. No, it wasn't. Laswell was on base. Laswell was on base. Oh, okay. okay, before uh, Laswell and King Tubby, we had uh, Mother of the King with Radar Hill. And uh, uh, Moskva, before that, with uh, Nigdi. And we start, no, uh, we start out with your song. Peak, right? T I B W F. Yeah. Which nobody knows what it means. That is cool. Well, What's nobody does. We're yeah. just not here. <laughs> What's it? I'll give this it is bigger mm. when <laughs> flaccid. <laughs> what are you going with? But in between there, we had uh, the long version of Ain't Talk About Love, but that, which I just heard again for the first time um, a few That's days good. ago. I forgot all about it. I think George Hurley's girlfriend, Mary Cooper, is singing with us. That's like Inagata De Vita long. <laughs> yeah, like minute 13 or something. The original was 38 seconds. Uh, we're going to play something. This is a Polish band, and the name of the song is Zabby, but it's with an I instead of a Y. And the reason I say that is because my kayak is named Zabby from a character in the Thomas Pinch book, Mason Dixon. So... Think of me paddling.
sił nie boję Marzeniami, myślami Jestem przy tobie Nie wiem czy chcesz tego, lecz powinna całego Podaj mi ręce zatańczymy jak Jak w tej piosence tylko przyjdź I podaj mi ręce Tylko przyjdź i podaj mi ręce zatańczymy jak Jak w tej piosence tylko przyjdź I podaj mi ręce
All right. That was um, Noise Clinic with Where's the Freedom. Before that, we had Musica uh, Conca Lata with Zabi. And uh, we're at the end of the uh, July 10, 2007 edition of from Pedro Show. I want to thank uh, me and Brother Matt's guests, P. Vinny yeah. Vegas, Thanks. Jerry Trevatich. Thank Thanks you for coming so by. Thanks and, a lot. Uh, helping us with this in between uh, tour <laughs> leg radio show of mine. Brother Matt, much respect for much needed, appreciated, aided, and abetted. Brother Matt. <laughs> Everybody out there, keep your powder dry. <laughs>